Good morning. For those of you I haven't met yet, my name's Steph. I am a pastoral intern here at Hope, and I am excited to be able to bring you God's Word today um, as we continue in this sermon series, The Master Gardener. So through this summer, we were talking about um, Jesus' parables about agriculture and growth and faith and all of the things that come with Jesus' parables. So as we do that, if you would please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for each individual in this room. Lord, help us to hear a word from you today. May my words be yours. Let us have ears to hear you and let all else fall away. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I don't know about you guys, but it is uh, getting hot out, right? Finally. We waited all summer for it to get hot, and now it's getting hot. And everybody in our house because of this has gotten haircuts. Like, my son got a modern mullet, which is a whole other sermon. Um, And I got a haircut, my other son got a haircut, and even our four-legged furry friend in the house got a haircut. Um, A couple weeks or a week ago, he looked like this. Show you. Yeah. That's our buddy Chewbacca. He is about a year and a half old. Um, and he is fluffy and cuddly, and he's a big teddy bear of a dog. And we just love him fluffy like this. But he gets really hot in the summer. And from the outside, he looks great. Like, you'd be able to, like, we brush him. And the brush, you know, he's got, like, thick fur. But the brush goes on the outside and all of this stuff. But I got him to the groomer. And the moment the groomer put hands on him, she was like, oh, Oh, he's got mats everywhere. And you could feel the mats, but you had to get, like, down in his hair. And this dog's hair is thick, right? You had to get all the way in there, and you could feel it. Poor guy, it was all around his neck and behind his ears, and it was everywhere. Super matted up. Like, he looks fine on the outside, but underneath he was a matted up mess. And it took a groomer to be able to tell us, um, because they're the professionals, it took a groomer to be able to tell us, oh, no, this, n- none of this can stay. And then by the end of our grooming experience, this is what our dog came home like. <laughs> yes, the laughter and shock is an appropriate response because <laughs> that is how I felt when I picked him up too. Poor guy, he doesn't even have a mustache. Yeah, okay, so, but we needed, we needed that professional to get in there to know what needed to be taken away. And if I'm being honest, I walked in that groomer going, can you just, you know, we like him long. Can you keep it? But it wasn't healthy for him. So it had to go. All of it had to go. And I think that sometimes we're that way too. I think, you know what, I've got this image and I'm fine. I'm fine on the outside. You know, everything that I present to everybody, you know, things look good. You know, I'm going to church. Uh, we're, we're praying. We're trying to raise our family the best we can. Everything is fine on the outside. We've got this Pinterest perfect, Facebook crafted, social media life, right? That we present to everybody else. But underneath, are we just a matted mess that God needs to take care of and do some pruning? That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how Jesus is the true vine. We're the branches. God the Father is the master gardener. And To keep the garden growing well, the Father needs to do some pruning. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But if I'm honest, I don't really like pruning. I don't really want to be told that there's stuff underneath going on that needs to be pruned away. 
Because I like to control that, right? I like to control what's going on even underneath the surface. So that can be a barrier. If you're like me, then hopefully you can relate to some of this. Because sometimes I am more concerned with what I look like on the outside than letting God take care of my matted mess underneath. So let's start with his word. And if you're following along in your Bible, we're going to start with Matthew 15, verses 1 and 2. Now, this is a parable from Jesus. So Jesus is talking, and he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Now, what I found interesting about that is, like, of course you're going to cut away dead branches. I mean, if a branch is not bearing fruit, yeah, that needs to be pruned and cut away. But what I noticed in here is that Jesus says not only did those branches get cut, but the branches that are bearing fruit, those get pruned too. They get refined so that they can bear even more fruit. So it says Jesus is the true vine. Jesus is where we get all of our nourishment from. He is where we are supplied daily from. Our branches need to be connected to him solidly. And then the father, he's the vine dresser. He comes along and he does the pruning. He makes sure that the garden is growing well. He makes sure that he's cutting away all the dead things. And, but then also helping the branches that are producing fruit to grow more fruit. So that's God's job. God's job is the pruning. He cuts away all of those things that don't need to be there. Now, pruning. I loved it when I looked up the, uh, the definition for a pruning because it says, pruning is to remove anything considered superfluous or undesirable. I just love the word superfluous because to me, it gives me this image of this movie that I love called Father of the Bride. And in Father of the Bride, we've got Steve Martin who is going through a breakdown, a crisis, right? And he's in the grocery store and he's got a package of eight hot dogs in one hand and he's got a package of 12 buns in the other hand. And he starts crazily going through the packages of buns saying, I do not need these four buns. I don't need them. And the clerk comes up and he's like, "Uh, sir, what are you doing? He's like, I'm removing the superfluous buns. I have eight hot dogs and 12 buns. I'm removing the superfluous buns. So I just love that word because it gives a great image. So God, in his pruning, he's taking away the unnecessary things. He's saying, you don't need this in your life. I'm going to prune it away for you. He's pruning away things that we just don't need things that are not desirable, things that will not bear fruit, things like anger, comparison, people-pleasing, lust, greed, sometimes even family or friends that are not leading us in faith. Idols, which may even include our kids and grandkids, sad, but idols, anything that we put above our relationship with God, he prunes those away. That could be a career. That could be a business idea you've been looking at. at. It could be coveting or jealousy, ambition, vanity, insecurity, anxiety, pride, or even holding a grudge and not giving someone forgiveness 
that needs it. God, the master gardener, looks at those things and he prunes them away. So you don't need these in your life. But what gets in the way of that? We get in the way of that, right? Because we want to control those things. Like, I've had that anger for a minute, and I'm going to hang on to that. I've had that grudge for a little bit, and I'm going to hang on to that. Um, This pride, you know... It served me well, and it's acted as a barrier when people try to come in and tell me that I'm not good enough or something, or that I need to change something, so I'm going to hang on to that. We want to try to control it, but God's job is the pruning. And we try to control it because it can be painful. Pruning can be painful. We want to hang on to those things, and if we've had them for a long time, it can be painful for God to cut them away. But this pain comes with a purpose. It is purposeful pain. God wants you to bear more fruit. He wants you to show that fruit of the Spirit, more love, more joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. If he can prune away the anger, the comparison, the grudges, anything you may be holding onto that is not serving him if, and doesn't give glory to him, if he can prune those away, it leaves more nourishment and more energy from the true vine so that you can bear more fruit. But we got to be patient in the process. Oh, it's hard to be patient in the process. Because if something is painful and we don't like it, and we really want to control what's going on, it's hard to be patient. But during pruning, even though it's painful, that pain has a purpose, and we need to be patient in it. And then we have to trust that God will provide. That's his job. He will provide the nourishment we need to sustain the pruning that is happening. And it is for the good of the kingdom. It is for his glory that the pruning is happening. And it may sometimes feel like we're sacrificing. Like, even if it's painful and we're being patient, it may feel like a sacrifice to let go of some of those things that he's trying to prune away. You might even be fighting with God about it. Like, I don't want to get rid of that. Like, this friend, I've been hanging on with this friend for a long time, and I don't want to not hang out with this friend because... I don't know. And then if God says no, that'd be painful, right? To let go of something you've had for so long. And then God says, I know about sacrifice. I know this feels like a sacrifice, but I know about that. He says, I know because I sent my son. I sent my son down here, my only son, to live with you and teach you. And then Go to the cross and die for you so that you can be connected to him forever throughout eternity so that you can get nourishment from the true vine, which is Jesus, and be grafted into the family so that you can bear fruit for his glory. So God knows about sacrifice. And he says, my job is the pruning. God's job is the pruning. We got to do our best to leave it to him. Our job, so I'm like, okay, even though I want to control that, I got I to gotta have control of something, right? What's my job? I like a to-do list. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. And he says right in here, our job, our job is to abide. What? Okay, let's read. Let's read what Jesus says. We're going to pick up in verses 4 through 6 in chapter 15 of Matthew, or of John, excuse me. Did I say Matthew earlier? I'm so sorry. I know I did. It's in John. 
So it says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. This is Jesus still talking, and he says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And if you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. This word remain, he says this eight times in this, these two verses, in a small passage, eight times. I think he means it, right? <laughs> Another word for remain is abide. And I love the word abide because it gives more of a peace in my mind. If you like remain better, hang on to that. But we're going to talk about abiding today. So, <clears throat> I have a control problem. I don't know if you picked that up so far in this. And if, you're, and if you're like me, you may have some tiny control issues as well. But our job is to abide. Our job is to surrender to the true vine, live in him, and abide with him. I think, usually I think, because I have a control issue, that my job is you know, self-improvement. I'm going to read things, and I'm going to look things up, and I'm going to figure out how to make myself better. This anger, I can deal with it on my own. These grudges, I can handle them. Uh, these idols, I got it. I can, there's a book for that, I'm sure. But God says that is not my job. God says that's my job. God's job is to prune. My job is to abide. That's our job as branches. We're just supposed to abide. Getting in the way of that is, I like, if I'm doing self-improvement on my own, sometimes that's a lot of talking and not doing, if I'm being honest. So, like, I can read a whole bunch of things about uh, losing weight or whatever, and reading isn't the same as doing. Talking is not the same as doing. And I don't have the right tools. God's job is to prune. He's the master gardener. He's got the tools. So for us to abide and us to get, like, let go of that control, what do we do? So I needed an acronym. So let me help you guys out with that too. So our job, our job is to abide. Apart from God, we can do nothing. These are the things we need to remember. A, apart from God, we can do nothing. He says it right here. He's the, he's the true vine. We are the branches. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Okay? So we need to get all of our nourishment, all of everything that we need comes from him. And in that, we need to be still. Really, really hard for me to be still. So I understand that struggle if you share it with me. We need to be still. And let the master gardener do the pruning. That's his job. And then we inhabit the true vine. So we live in and with and can do all things through Jesus, the true vine. We inhabit that true vine, and we have that ability to do that because of his work on the cross. We can become sons and daughters of God, and we're grafted into the true vine. So we inhabit. 
And in that, we have to depend on the true vine for all that we need. If we can do nothing apart from him, then we got to rely that we can do nothing apart from him. We need to depend on him for our nourishment, our strength, our joy, our peace. Everything that comes from God, we need to depend on him. That's our job in abiding. And then we talked about pruning being painful. But we must endure. We must endure in faith, knowing that God is loving and just and faithful and that he will provide for all that we need, we endure. So, I know none of us have got this completely figured out, because none of us are Jesus. So I hope that something was able to be gleaned from this today. But I'm thinking, what if we all looked like Jesus? What if we all left this building and looked like Jesus out there? What if we really could abide in the true vine and then get all of our nourishment and everything we do and completely depend on and endure in faith in the true vine? We would look more and more like Jesus even when we leave here. And wouldn't that be great if we all did? But to do that, we need to stay connected Stay connected to that true vine, and we need to surrender. We need to surrender and live in him and surrender to that pruning that God is doing, that work that he's doing in our lives, trying to peel away those things that are unnecessary and taking energy from the fruit that could be born. We gotta let that master gardener, God, we gotta let him do his work, trusting that he knows what he's doing, that he knows what needs to be pruned, and that even if it's painful, it is for a purpose. And then we gotta trust that he will provide for us through it, everything that we need. Let's pray about that. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that we are able to I thank you that we are able to graft into the true vine and get our nourishment from him. I thank you that you look at us and you search our hearts and you know what needs to be pruned away. Thank you for being gentle with us through the process. Lord, help us to depend on you and abide in you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.